every day we pass by them. Some of us miss them because we're not really looking, not expecting anything out of the ordinary. And some of us have been waiting so long, praying for so long, that we've begun to lose hope. But then there are these moments when everything comes into focus, when beyond all explanation, the laws of nature and logic cease to matter because a greater power is at work. A loving God who sees us and hears us stands ready to reveal his kindness and strength through miracles. Well, good morning, everybody. It's so good to have you with us today. I am so honored to have my wife, Laurel, with me today. And I need you to know right off the top, this is about as far out of Laurel's comfort zone as a human being could possibly get. But I also want you to know this. The reason we're doing this is because we've learned in the Miracle Series that the first step towards a miracle is always obedience. Well, this is not Laurel's first step, but it's definitely a step of obedience. God asked her to share her story, and that's exactly what she's going to do today. We want you to know that this message is for everyone, but it's specifically for those of you, I think it's most of us, who are still waiting in anticipation for a miracle. Waiting is never easy. In fact, I've never met anybody who's actually good at waiting. And we've been waiting for Laurel's miracle for uh, about 27 years, which prompts some really, really big questions. Why not give up? Why not just accept no as an answer? And how in the world do you stay expectant in the midst of all of that waiting? Those are great questions. But I know that through Laurel's story today, you're going to experience peace, expectancy, hope, and most of all, joy. So let's get started. Hello, CTK family. I miss you. For most of you, my story is familiar because you've lived it with me. You have prayed with me, encouraged me, and believed for a miracle with me. And for that, I am forever grateful. For those of you that don't know me, a bit of background. I was 24 years old and pregnant with my first baby when I started to notice blind spots in my vision. I was diagnosed with a rare degenerative eye disease called Bietti's crystalline dystrophy, or BCD for short. The prognosis at the time was that I would be completely blind within five years. Over the next two years, I also faced the loss of my dad, my brother, and my niece, all to cancer. It was a very dark time for me. Brayden's birth in the midst of all that sorrow was God's perfectly timed miracle and a promise of so many more to come. 27 years later, I am not completely blind. Although my world is fuzzy and distorted, the retinal degeneration did not go as quickly as anticipated, and I am so thankful for the usable vision that I still have. My cell phone has become a lifeline to me, giving me some semblance of normalcy. I have a small speck of central vision in my left eye, and so while most would assume that larger font is better, for me, small font with bright inverted colors enables me to read to some degree. And it's for this reason that there will be a lot of extra grace required as I make my way through this today. Voice texting for me has been my best friend and my worst enemy. There has been very many messages severely miscommunicated. Grant and I have now become a solid team as we've learned to navigate our daily hurdles, my daily hurdles. He truly is my color commentary, not just today, but in real life. 
from describing mountains, sunsets, majestic eagles, to what's happening on a movie screen. We are that couple that you don't want to sit beside in the movie theater. He counts steps for me, not always accurately, and identifies people as they're, as they're walking up to say hi because I don't see faces. Not to mention picking outfits, fixing my hair, and making sure I've got makeup in all the right places. Although I have to say, today my daughter-in-law Olivia was my uh, glam squad because I didn't have full confidence in my husband. <laughs> and I don't blame her because just so you know, like picking clothes, doing makeup and hair as a guy, that's not easy. So whenever I get it right, that truly is the definition of miraculous intervention and I'm grateful for that. Our daughter, McKenna, was born two years after Brayden. Her sunny disposition was another kiss from heaven. My little family has been my constant army of prayer warriors. We determined early on that BCD would never dictate or define how we did life. The only thing we have given BCD permission to do is make us laugh, and we do that a lot, usually at my expense. So Laurel is fearless. And those of you that know her know that that's true. And that's caused some moments of laughter when the overly confident, visually impaired lady decides that she can go off on her own. I've seen Laurel uh, sit down in the wrong seat on an airplane and instantaneously make a friend. Yes, I should have been watching for her so she could find her seat, but we're not going to talk about that. I've seen her get in the wrong car. And voice texting is is a very, very interesting thing. If you don't know, voice texting is actually based off of algorithms for commonly used words. And apparently, people swear a lot. So sometimes, Laurel's very sweet text will suddenly take a turn that shocks us all. There have also been a couple of fashion faux pas over the years that have made us laugh. Um, we're still a little traumatized from the moment when Laurel thought she was giving herself a generous application of lip balm, only to find out that it was a very bold lip color that went way outside of the lip line. Needless to say, if you don't like clowns, this would have completely freaked you out too, but we have learned how to laugh our way through it all because laughter keeps us above the hard times. So true. Over the years, there has been many scriptures and songs that God has given to help keep my head above water when fear and discouragement start to take hold. As of late, my favorite go-to is Psalm 18, my fight song. You know the songs you listen to that make you feel invincible and you, like you can take on the world? That's what God's promises in Psalm 18 do for me. Let me read the first couple of verses of Psalm 18. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who's worthy of praise and I'm saved from my enemies. Psalm 18 begins by declaring who God is, my strength, my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my refuge, my shield, my salvation, and my stronghold. He is our everything. Truly all that we need is found in him. The next verse says, I call the Lord, I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. The enemy looks different for all of us. For some, it's anxiety and fear in the middle of a pandemic. For others, it's abuse, shame, loneliness, cancer. Or maybe we are facing down Satan himself, the originator of all pain, whose only purpose is to seek and destroy. 
Whatever your enemy is today, uh, we want you to know that you are allowed to press back. I've seen my wife talk back to the devil. She boldly draws lines of defense because of who she is in Jesus. And we can all do that. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And we don't resist with human effort. That's simply not enough. We embrace our identity as children of God. We come in the authority of the name of Jesus and we stand our ground. Our God is greater and there is unbelievable power in speaking the name of Jesus out loud. We can be assured that when we call out to him, God hears us and he is with us. God's heart is not only saddened by our distress, he gets angry in our defense. Listen while Grant reads these next verses, remembering that God is on our side, our protector and our defender. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. The earth trembled and quaked and the foundations of the mountain shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils. Consuming fire came from his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him. The dark rain clouds of the sky. Out of the brightness of his presence, clouds advanced with hailstones and bolts of lightning. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemy with great bolts of lightning. He routed them. The valleys of the sea were exposed. The foundations of the earth laid bare at your rebuke, Lord. At the blast of the breath from your nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. Picture this power in your mind's eye. Mountains are shaking and seas are emptying because all creation knows God's fury when someone messes with his children. His love is not passive. He fights for you. Know that he grieves when we grieve and he mourns when we mourn. The Bible says he catches every tear that falls. We are seen. He knows us better than anyone else. He understands our pain because he felt it and he died for it. He carried Bietti's crystalline dystrophy to the cross so that today I can believe in miracles. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Hmm. He gave his life so that we can have victory over every sin, over every disease. There is even victory in death because heaven is on the other side. God knows that there are times when the weight just seems too heavy and our hearts feel empty. Our enemy just seems too powerful. At times like that, he says to call out to him and he will meet you in your brokenness. He gives peace even in the darkest of times. In verse 28, God promises to turn our darkness into light. We were never meant to fight life's battles alone, so don't waste any time trying. His light exposes the lies of defeat that Satan bombards us with. His light makes darkness flee. We were all given that power in Jesus' name, so let's use it. When you are at a loss for words and don't know what to pray, just say the name of Jesus because it is more than enough. Verse 16 says that my God reaches down from heaven and takes my hand and draws me out of deep water. He rescues me from my powerless enemy 
my powerful enemy, who was too strong for me. He brought me into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delights in me. It's important to note that our rescue may not always look like what we anticipated or even hoped for. Sometimes it can feel like a nudge, even a shove in a direction that we're unprepared to go. Those spacious places may be an unknown frontier that can leave us feeling inadequate and scared. Remember that you find yourself there for a reason, a purpose. God is refining you, growing you, so that his strength can be revealed in and through you. I am not comfortable being on this stage, as I'm sure you have noticed already. (laughs) My voice is shaking. I am here as an act of obedience. I do know the most powerful way to face down my enemy is to share my story, my life, and the victory that God has given me despite the circumstance. It's because he delights in us and desires the best for us that we can put our complete trust in the plans that he has for us. Plans to prosper us, not to harm us. Plans to give us hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11. He delights in us. Not only when we get it right or because we have a picture-perfect life on Instagram, He's not impressed by titles or status. No, he delights in us because we are his creation, children of the most high God. There's absolutely nothing we can do to earn his love, nor is there anything that we have done that makes us unworthy of his love. He will never, ever leave us or forsake us. So let me say that again. He will never leave us or forsake us which means he's right here in this moment. And we're going to take just a moment right now to worship together. We're going to worship the God who's with us right here in this moment when he meets us here again. Let's worship together, Andy. above every fear 
Like the sun shaping the shadows In my weakness your glory appears I'm not enough unless you come Will you meet me here again? Oh
I frequently am asked how I can still believe in miracles, especially one for myself when after 27 years, my vision has continued to decline. I'm not sure there's an easy answer. Sometimes choosing to believe is pure discipline because my heart is heavy and life just seems unfair. To keep my head out of, or to keep me out of this headspace, I do communion often and I read my Bible a lot, asking the Holy Spirit to give me discernment and understanding. The notations in my Bible show a very clear timeline of my vision loss. Years ago, they were small and in straight lines, and now they are big marker scrawls that literally go all around the page. Is it messy? Yes but it is also a testimony of God's faithfulness throughout this journey and how he has used his word to sustain me. I speak God's word of truth and promise out loud because there is power in what we speak over ourselves. When praise is spoken and declarations are made, our hearts listen and respond, winning the battle in our minds. Confidence takes hold as feelings of fear and doubt become powerless. So Laurel said that one of the ways we speak truth and claim God's promises is through declarations. A declaration is a statement of truth. A declaration is when we state who God says we are, not how we feel about who we think that we are, or even how we're feeling in that particular moment. It's a definitive statement of God's view of us. Every, moment, every morning, I do something that Laurel taught me. I start my day with declarations. I say out loud, I'm a man of truth and character, and God's going to use that truth and character to help people today. I am a son of God, and I will live by his standard and seek to be some kind of blessing all day long. Isn't it easy to actually say exactly the opposite? I mean, I'm just a failure. It just kind of rolls off of your tongue, right? How about saying, I'm never going to get through this. It just kind of bubbles out of your heart. It's so easy, and that's exactly the lie that Satan wants you to believe. It's a lie. The Bible says our words contain the power of life and death. So we're going to speak some life today. So gentlemen, doesn't matter if your family's in the room or not, I want to invite you to repeat after me. I am a son of the Most High God. I'm going to live victoriously today. I am not perfect, but I serve a God who is. Awesome. Ladies, repeat after me. It's your turn. I am a daughter of the Most High God. I am worthy of love, respect, and honor because of who my heavenly Father is. I mean, it's a powerful moment when God speaks his truth through our mouths. And the truth always brings joy, especially when life is challenging. My joy in the midst of challenging circumstances comes down to faith, hope, and trust in a God that has never failed me yet. When I reflect over my life, God's promises have always prevailed. My dad and my brother were my best friends and cheerleaders in life. When they passed away, I had no idea how to do life without them, especially at a time when I needed them the most. I clung to the hope of better days and hope rooted in Jesus heals. I determined I was going to live my life for them embracing every day here on earth that they weren't given and living it to the fullest. For me, this means savoring time with friends and family and crazy adventures like swimming with elephants and skydiving. <laughs> we all define fun differently, 
but life was meant to be enjoyed. In the midst of darkness, God gave me the gift of joy. Truly another miracle. We call Laurel's Adventures LOL, the life of Laurel, and it's all kinds of fun. Let me share a story with you. A couple of years ago, Laurel and I had the privilege of actually going to Italy. We were touring a small mountain village that had actually been completely devastated by an earthquake. The little town was just absolutely crushed. And as we're walking around, my visually impaired wife begins to beam. She's actually hopping from rock to rock, and I'm freaking out until our Italian guide, a guy by the name of Angelo, who apparently had more faith than I did, simply looked at me and said, she's fine. And she was fine. Because the Spirit of God was guiding her steps and guiding her heart to a place of faith. Laurel wasn't seeing the devastation of the past. She was actually seeing the hope and the promise of the future. And that future is becoming a reality. That little village is slowly coming back to life and it's slowly coming back to Jesus because of the kindness of some Jesus followers who showed up in the midst of the rubble and just helped people put their lives back together again. That village is finding faith in the faith of others. Grant has frequently said that faith has footsteps, and it's true. Our faith grows with every step we take to face down our enemy. Our faith grows with every step of obedience. We may not have instant victory, but rest assured, God has armed us for battle, and ultimately, the victory is ours. Let me read another section of Psalm 18. As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord and who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arm can bend a bow of bronze. You make your saving help my shield and your right hand sustains me. Your help has made me great. You provide a broad path for my feet so that my ankles do not give way. I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. I crushed them so they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You armed me with strength for battle. You humbled my adversaries before me. You made my enemies turn their backs in flight, and I destroyed my foes. They cried for help, but there was no one to save them. To the Lord, but he didn't answer. I beat them as fine as windblown dust. I trampled them like mud in the streets. Those words promise that Vietti's crystalline dystrophy will be annihilated, dust beneath my feet. You don't have to go far back in my journal to know how difficult this journey has been at times. But it has made me courageous. It has made me bold. It has taught me to love who God created me to be. And more importantly, Jesus has become my closest friend. Dependency, vulnerability, desperation, the very things the world sees as weak, have made me strong because they have brought me to the feet of Jesus. That's where my faith grows. I hear his voice in the verses that I read in the Bible, in the worship songs that I dance to in my home. I hear his words spoken through incredible family and friends. And I see and believe and hear his voice just in creation itself. I believe I will see a miracle this side of heaven because those are the words he has whispered to my heart. Miracles are not something you earn. There's no formula. Just like salvation itself, they are a gift. God tells us to ask for the desires of our heart. So ask, be specific. 
This isn't a big reveal moment for God. He already knows. But the ask itself is a personal act of humility and trust. It's about giving up control, which is difficult for many of us to do. When you refuse to ask for help, in, to ask anybody for help, including God, you are missing out on incredible blessings in your life. We are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and strength. And it's in that pursuit that our needs, our asks, will align with his will. Jesus wants total surrender, total abandon. How often do we hand things over only to snatch them back again? Lay it all down at the feet of Jesus. Leave it there and then wait with expectancy and arms wide open for all that he has for you. For some of us, words of surrender are enough, but for others, it needs to be an actual act of surrender. We've done this in church before. I remember a Good Friday not too long ago when I challenged you to write down a burden or a deep need for a miracle and then to fill the aisles, walk forward and actually nail them to an actual cross. You know, you can actually do that at home. Write out your deepest desire. Write out what you need God to come through for you in terms of a miracle and then hand it over. Be creative about that. But when we tangibly surrender our deepest need, God meets us there every single time. Remember, there's a big difference between surrendering to your circumstance and surrendering to God in the midst of your circumstance. One will leave you defeated. The other fills you with hope. All things work together for those that love the Lord. He makes a way. Oh, I, I had a little phone <laughs> malfunction here, so phone it jumped. Malfunction. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going back because it's really important um, just to remember that, um, sorry, I have to find my, my way. Oh, yes. Okay, I'm, I'm backtracking. One will leave there you, you with the feet and the other fills you with hope. We were born with a divine plan where even pain has purpose. I had to say that because it really matters. Absolutely. All things work together for good to those that love the Lord. He makes a way. Isaiah 43, 19, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Now the worship team is going to lead us in one of my all-time favorite songs. Let's worship together. Still in 
Sister-in-law Linda is one of the most faith-filled women that I know. 25 years ago, within the span of a year, she lost her husband, my brother, and her 15-year-old daughter to cancer. 
Knowing that time often gives way to understanding, I recently asked her how she felt when God said no to her prayers for healing. Her response was that we live in a world of flesh and blood, and in our humanity, if we received everything we asked for, our eyes would only be on the gift, not the giver, the healing, not the healer. She went on to say that she may not have received the miracles she had asked for, but she doesn't doubt for a second that there were even greater miracles at play. God is always working. Isaiah 61.3 says that he will give the brokenhearted a crown of beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and a garment of praise for a spirit of despair. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Linda's life is a testimony to that promise. He reached down and drew her from the darkest pit of intense grief and loss so that she could experience his power in the most inexplicable joy. If your heart is hurting today, know that what he has done for others, he will do for you. The miracles you have yet to experience may surprise you. There are many things about God that we don't understand, outcomes that don't make sense, many questions that will only be answered in heaven. But I believe it is through our challenges and suffering that God is able to show us aspects of who he is. If we never felt sorrow, we could never experience comfort. Without weakness, we would never know his strength. If we were without fault, we could never receive his unconditional love. And without an impossible situation, we would never see a miracle. Challenges not only reveal who you are and who God is, but they also reveal who God is in you. God promises beauty for ashes, and he delivers every single time. Verse 30 says, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is flawless. We should find great comfort in those words. When we do our best to live in obedience to him, there is no wrong he cannot make right. The most beautiful thing about miracles, maybe even more life-changing than that moment itself, is the journey that brought you there. Faith does have footsteps, but take a moment to look back over your shoulder because you will see God in the footprints. <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> When you uh, have an opportunity to walk with somebody for 27 years and see their faithfulness, their obedience, when you have the privilege of praying every night for healing together. Yeah, we do. And watch this indomitable human spirit that just says, I will not give up. That just, that just does something to you. Uh, actually, what happened here in the last 30 minutes actually has a physical cost for Laurel because she only has so many minutes in a day when her eyes work the way they need to on her phone. <laughs> but she, she so desperately wanted to bring hope to those of you who are watching 
that she took that step of obedience and I know God is going to meet her and reward her. And, and we know this. We know that, that you are experiencing the craziness of this life just like we are. We've been working from home, doing the things that, that we do to the best of our ability, praying, hoping, and believing. And I know some of you are in that waiting season right now. And you need to know that God has not forgotten you. So I'm going to ask you to do something. If you're with your family, I'm going to ask you to actually stand and hold hands. If you're by yourself, I'd like you to stand and just hold your hands up and let God grab a hold of you. Because we want to pray for your miracle. We believe that God is breaking through and doing something incredible in this crazy, crazy time. Laurel said earlier, be specific, ask. Ask him for the desire of your heart. We'd like to do that together today. So let's pray. Father God, in Jesus' name right now, would you bring miracles into the families and the people of Christ the King Community Church? Lord, people who are watching in this country and the country to our north and all around the world right now, Lord, would you pour out miraculous answers to their deepest need? Lord, I know there are some watching right now and they need a marriage miracle because this has magnified a disconnect. In, this season has magnified a disconnect in their relationship. God, would you give them the miracle of drawing them back together again? Would you give them the miracle of seeing each other as you see them? God, would you heal that relationship? God, for family relationships where there may be tension or brokenness, God, would you draw people back together again? Lord, use this time of distance to draw us closer again and to never take for granted what it means to hold a loved one close and say, I love you. Lord, we want to pray for those who need a financial miracle. Lord, many have been laid off. We want to pray specifically today for, for the Alcoa and Talco family. God, please, would you provide for them? Would you... Would you meet every single need that they have according to the riches that are in Christ Jesus? We hold our hands open. God, surprise us with how you're going to show up in those needs. And Lord, for those who need a physical healing today, for those who need an emotional healing, for those who need specific a move of God that will fix a part of their physical body or their mind or whatever it is that they need. God, I pray that right now the power of the Holy Spirit would just break loose on them. I pray that, that eyes would be healed. I pray that minds would be healed. I pray that legs, arms, hearts, heart conditions would be healed. God, I pray that you would show up in a physically powerful way and change the trajectory of a person's life right here, right now. God, I pray for Laurel's healing. I pray that that tiny little speck of central vision in her left eye would begin to expand and grow in Jesus' name. I pray that her right eye that hasn't seen for a long time would open up and see with clarity and acuity. God, would you do that miracle for us today? God, we love you. We pray that you would take this simply as a sacrifice of praise and use it, multiply it forward. God, keep us believing, keep us expectant, keep us joyful, keep us loving life every single moment of every single day. And we will give you praise in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. And we pray these things. And all God's people said,
Amen. Amen and amen. Well, Christ the King, we love you. We miss you. We look forward to the day when we can be back together again. But in the meantime and in between time, keep expecting your miracle today. We love you guys. God bless. We'll see you again next week. Thanks again for watching. We're so glad that you joined us today. Once again, we hope you'll get involved in biblical face-to-face -face community wherever you happen to be today. If you'd like more information about Christ the King Community Church, if you'd like to give online, or if you'd like to submit a prayer request, or even get connected in a small group, you can find out more about us at ctk.church.